0: Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. Here I'm joined by an interesting soul for snacks and sometimes full-blown banquets. We share conversation and confessions, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, Hoovering. Hello, kind ones. This is one of the loveliest, most melt-in-the-ears, delicious episodes we've done in a while. I'm hoovering outstandingly lovely baked things with food writer and award-winning host of Where's Home Really? The podcast is Jimmy Raywa. Series two of his podcast is just out now and I implore you to get on it. Before we hoover though, I want to thank you for listening and an extra mega big thanks if you're my patron. Patrons are those of you giving me a bit of dosh each month so that I can run the podcast pay to produce it and book guests, etc. And in exchange, I send my patrons loads of exclusive content, a monthly bunch of that, plus loads of extra bits. Some of them get early and ad-free episodes. Loads of them get special birthday episode nearly a whole year earlier than anyone else gets it. Loads of stuff. If I can tempt you to also join, please pop along to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the ring pod. And please, please check it out. My 2024 tour show, Metal, has finally been announced and is on sale. Come, come, come. I want you there. The maximum amount, that's how much I want you there. Links to tickets are all over my Instagram at Jessica Foster Q and my website. Links to all of the tour shows, jessicafosterq.com, and then click the button that says my doings. It sounds like it's pictures of my poos but it's not. It's links to my shows. Um, There is one date, Hull, that it doesn't go on sale until the 22nd of November. The rest of them should all be up and on there. Please join us. That's where you'll also see a link to sign up to my mailing list if you really want to know all my secrets. For this episode, I picked up some incredible bread, sausage rolls, meaty and not, and a beef pasty, a surprise beef pasty from Ed the Baker, or Ed Baker in Hither Green. Discovering this man and his shop have changed the life of my mouth forever. We recorded this only a few weeks ago. I have been back thrice to Ed the Baker's. Jimmy came round to mine to record this, and it was the least embarrassed I've ever been about my scruffy, unfinished kitchen because of the smell of Ed's baked goods. It made it possible to close your eyes and imagine you're in some sort of edible paradise. Thank you for doing this. No worries
2: at all. Thanks for having me.
0: And it's great that you're local. What a touch.
2: Real That's result. Nice. Yeah, I, know. I mean, obviously, uh I don't wanna say that when I saw that you lived 10 minutes away from me that that was like the main reason I said
0: <laughs> <this>. but <laughs> it was
2: definitely up there I, I was like i I don't, take know, it. I don't know if you have this as well but I do have this real like you know almost like a kind of Springfield Shelbyville thing where like somebody else like lives in South East yeah. London or is from my specific bit of it I'm like instantly think oh they must be alright
0: yeah I, yeah, I yeah. probably like like them like you know and particularly the bit that we're in and on the note of like bigging up local things I had someone, I've had a revelation, which is why we're sat in a kitchen full of, hopefully you'll agree, fit smells. Mm. A friend came round months and months ago now with some cakes and they she said they're from Ed the Baker. Mm. And I was like, all oh, right. And she was like, have you not heard of Ed the Baker? And I hadn't realised he was like a very specifically local to here, the right. legends, And he set up a really sophisticated bakery shop front, but, like, on a residential road. Oh, wow. But it's less than three minutes' walk from my house. Oh, wow, amazing. And it's the first time I've had a chance to get something from it. Mm. It's only open a few days a week, but you can pre-order and pick stuff up. Right. Oh, nice. And um, I told him we were doing this... And I'm, he's gone absolutely nuts and given me. I hope you're hungry, or at least prepared to take yeah, some stuff. Out. No, no, he has no, given definitely. me mountains. He's amazing. basically given me three different types of sausage roll. Amazing. A beef pasty, which he says is famous and needs a name. He's oh, trying to think of wow. a name so we can maybe try and help yeah, think of a name. Good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he gave me some cheese. There's three different sourdoughs. He's won loads of prizes. See. He's won loads amazing of great sourdough. taste awards there's a normal sourdough a wholemeal mm. sourdough and a marmite sourdough mm. so i got some blue cheese to go with that in case that floats but it is it is 11am yeah
2: handily I've got to go straight to like a review lunch oh great <laughs> but look
0: every day is, is like
2: Vicar and Dibley's Christmas this for this is you. what I've this is what I've trained for <laughs> Liam Neeson I have a very <laughs> special set of skills. Uh, yeah, no, I will, I will, let's I will do, do the it. best I can. But yeah, you're right. There is, there is a lot of. I don't know. There are times when I think, oh my god, like I, I get really full quite quickly. and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, but how did I end up in this job? Like, <laughs> but I can normally rally, yeah. and you know. Well,
0: we yeah. only have to have a tiny taste. Yeah, of I'll things.
2: have a little taste. Yeah, yeah of course. Lovely.
0: Yeah. Well, well let's just t- help ourselves. Mm. Okay going to describe the sausage rolls Mm. we've got the beef pasties that need a name so they are nameless Mm. of the sausage rolls there's old English it's pork and chutney essentially an onion chutney and that's the one with the four score on it the Mm, straight lines there's a Toulouse mix with Mm, a diagonal scoring on it that's going to be all garlicky I think and then there's Italian herbs which has got herbs on it right right and that's got some fennel going through it as well and then there's we've got some vegan ones as well but I've only heated up one of them we can try and work out whether nice. it's sage or tarragon. <laughs> and the story behind the Marmite bread—he doesn't even eat Marmite, but right, he
2: really right. loves Twiglets. Oh, nice! nice. So, so there's Marmite bread as yeah, well. Marmite maybe, bread. Yeah, Marmite bread. I know. And
0: I've got some nice salty butter. So. Nice. Okay, okay. Let's Amazing. Get, get, get what a spread? Shall we start with Marmite bread.
2: Marmite bread. I think. Okay,
0: got, I could see a glorious, great big s- swirl of Marmite. Yeah,
2: I mean, just to paint the picture, it's like got a kind of quite a deep like dark, almost treacly colour to it. And there's bits of like, like as you slice in, there's like these uh, Mm. little sort of runnels of marmite Mm. going through it. And it's like a very nice spread, lovely. Mm. It's a light. Light crumb structure. And then, yeah, there's just, it's kind of like it's been pre- pre-smeared with Marmite yeah inside and it's got that and yeah, yeah I've got to say I was obviously there's the whole you either love it or hate it thing
0: oh I disagree with that because I'm I think it's fine yes, yes I'm in the mood for it sometimes yes. and there's other times where I can't think of anything I, I want say less exactly the same really? thing really yeah. yeah I was just Clever kind marketing. of like
2: ambivalent yeah and like but then mm. there's when you have a hankering mhm uh, uh, for like a,
0: you know, Marmite on a crumpet, mm.
2: hot butter crumpet.
0: I don't think the crumpet's are the same with anything else other than Marmite. That's the one yeah. place where that needs yeah, to yeah, go yeah,
2: big time. Um, God, so yeah, that's yeah. yummy, It's really chewy good.
0: crust. It's got it's like really
2: crunch good. and mm. chew, hasn't it? Yeah, and like the deep, savoury, like the flavour of it goes mm. all the way through. Mm. Real Marmite perverts would probably toast that and spread even more more. more
0: yeah. Marmite. That, lovely for them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just really We're great. not kink
0: shaming on this podcast. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> no. Really the Mar- nice. The
2: Marmite perv community.
0: Yeah. We're <laughs> well served by Ed the Baker. Massively. Okay. Oh I love it. I love that we both haven't really messed about in terms of butter as well. Mm. Oh yeah. Um Um. Okay. Oh, okay, I'm having a nice time there. Okay, it's time for the anonymous beef pasty. Yeah. God, it looks... I'm from the West Country, so... Oh, yeah. There's some standards to live up to <laughs> here. But I, I love the dark, thin pastry. It looks incredible.
2: Yeah, it definitely has the look and feel... Yeah, it's, like, properly sort of glossy and burnished. And like, yes. It's, like, dark, like, very good pastry. Thick chunks of beef... Little, what are these? Is that kind of pepper or some yeah. seeds going through it? I've like got. Mm.
0: Guess, guess, black pepper. Mmm, mmm,
2: very good, very good pasty.
0: Wow, mm. inky, yum. Mmm. Whoa, that's so good. It's very
2: good. Mmm. Um, it is. It is funny that when uh, I mean, you are from the West Country, I lived mm. in. not that far west but like Bristol my now wife then girlfriend lived in Bristol Yeah, I was there between the two quite a lot and like they live in Cornwall for a while and I just always remember a girl that I went to uni with who was Cornish Mm. Um, we were in halls and we were all like eating our like terrible Fridge cold pasties yeah. from like the garage, <laughs> and she was just so appalled, yeah. and was like, "I'm gonna like get my mum to like sit. I'm gonna like next time I go, I'm gonna bring you some proper Cornish pasties." Oh, I
0: love it. What funny um, things a
2: she was like about. so like you know that we that yeah. to us and like the people that were eating them were all like you know either from like Essex or yeah. London or like towns like that. We we're like, oh no, this is a real pasty, mm. the one that's kind of like. Cold and taste of nothing. And
0: oh, the it's meat like needs gray. to be grey as it's well. Yeah, and, yeah. You and, and you can't yeah. pick out any other colours, even if there are other textures. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: The um, you know the Hollywood ending of that story <laughs> would be that she delivered these beautiful specially sourced Cornish authentically Cornish pasties and we were like oh my god you're absolutely right what have we been doing all our lives but I don't think we really noticed the no. difference <laughs> that's the problem of being a student. I think we probably preferred the you know, the yeah.
0: against this one probably well, um, the, of the time of night that you're having that that it's yeah. not it's probably not I just remember it room. being
2: very pastry heavy like you yeah. had to bite for ages before you kind of hit the payload hit the
0: <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I like that, but yeah, I, that
2: one's really good.
0: Yeah, um, that one is really good. I, oh yeah. I'm from a village called Travers in mm. Dorset that's next to an even smaller village called mm. Travers mm. It's got a, quite an amazing walking pub and folk pub oh, called amazing. Square and Compass. That basically, I think you can probably get a couple of ales, but it's mainly cider, mm. and you can just get pasties. That's the oh, only wow. food, and you yeah. get you get meat pasty or cheese pasty, <laughs> and, and um. Yeah, it is. But this, mm. the, the pastry you'd get there is reminding me more of the pastry around these sausage rolls, mm. actually. Thinner and butterier and yeah. softer. Yeah. God, it's juicy mm. going into Italian. Yeah, herb. It's very
2: good. Very, very good. Yeah, I'm not sure I have what to one. Lose, actually. I'm not sure mm. what one I just had, but there was one with like a lot of caramelized, like sweet onion. Mmm. Very good. And, you know. Oh, this
0: guy. I don't know if he's single. <laughs> that is something else. The it's Toulouse one. Good.
2: Mm. Which one is the Toulouse I mean, one? The, the irony is, I'm not
0: kissing anyone for a month after that. <laughs> is it the? Is it the? Yeah, really that's herby. the really herby looking one. Mm. Okay. And garlic central. Whoa, oh God, yeah. Whoa. Mm. Nice. Mm, mm, mm. That's on on. Yeah, what would you sound like if you said it now in a big boy voice? on your podcast. Yes. You've got series 2 just out now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, where's home really?
0: Do you end up talking about eating a fair bit on that?
2: We do. Yeah, so so we asked the guests to to talk about four elements that kind of like solidify and mm. crystallize the idea of home for them. And it's generally people uh, from like immigrant diasporas mm-hmm. or from like mixed heritage homes or like that have um, an upbringing where there were maybe, like, two or more, like, different traditions and cultures, like, kind of, at play, like, what made them who they are, and so the four elements we asked them about are, we asked them to bring a, like, talk about a person that, like, really, kind of, signifies home to them, we asked them to talk about a phrase that, kind of, really, kind of, uh, pulls them back into that, a plate, so there is a food one, place, like, yeah, so, like, person, plate, that's
0: such a good idea yeah
2: yeah and and so there's a part of the conversation that's always about food but just naturally people like talk about it like Andy Oliver was the first guest yeah yeah this series yeah this series and you know there was just so much talking about oxtail Mm -hmm. and Caribbean cuisine and what she was eating like the first time she went to like Antigua and the sights and smells and sounds of it and Her and Nana Cherry, like, kind of embracing, becoming, like, the aunties of, like, their kind of familial groups and sitting there, like, with being at carnival and, like, people being like, oh, when's the, when's the when's the stew ready? And they're like, oh, it's coming. And kind of, like, suddenly <laughs> that feeling of, like, you feel like a minute ago you were the ones running around, yeah. kind of, like, running wild at carnival, and then suddenly you're the one in a kind of, like, foldable yeah, lawn, yeah, lawn yeah. chair with a kind of... <laughs> with a cocktail on the go, like, in charge of the food. But, yeah, she talks about that, but then she also you know on the other side of it she talks about how much she loves sausage and mash mm-hmm. and importance of gravy and like yes. you know and I and I love that we have different things about us like you know we're talking about yeah. cornish pasties and it being really like a really strong part of identity but yeah. the way in which that we all find that in different ways, the way that things kind of infiltrate your mm-hmm. own sort of traditions and like you meet a partner or
0: yes. you kind of,
2: there's a work friend that yeah. introduces you to something and like the way we all just kind of, cause that's what I'm really interested in. Like, obviously it's especially pronounced if like me, like I'm British Nigerian, mm-hmm. like Nigerian parents, but grew up in London, spent all my life here. And but then you have all those other influences that kind of come into play and that's how you sort of build this home and this kind of idea of like who you are. So yeah, food food is massive and this massive part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well like,
0: it just is. I mean mm. and especially if you well it sounds like you're also talking to people who really care care about it.
2: Yeah, like it's uh, when you, coming yeah, up. She's, oh, she's got awesome. yeah, she's awesome, like even like Amir Khan, like yeah. Boxer was talking about you know, dishes that mean the most to him. And sometimes there'll be quite surprising choices and stuff. Like it'll be like quite kind of, It'll be quite unusual what really like makes people yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. <laughs> brings you back into that idea of like who you are, and like for some people, it's like the family and the home that you find is because you didn't necessarily have all that mm-hmm. like when you were like growing up. Like Andrew yeah. Wong, the um, Michelin star yeah. chef, uh, who grew up in the restaurant that he now owns, incredible.
0: Which is so fascinating. Yeah, yeah.
2: And so he grew up in that world, and he talks about, he's very candid about the fact that, like, you know, that notion of the business, the family Mm -hmm. business, being literally, like, where he'd go after school, and, like, him and his sister would be, like, you know, like the sort of, like, South American bar, bar, staff like helping them with their homework and stuff and they're like locked in a room kind of thing like just out of the way because that's kind of all the focus is on making this business a success yeah and so he was just talking about almost learning the virtue of you know having some divisions like between yeah. the home and like business and like the family and the home that he's built God, like with his so wife
0: interesting. Yeah.
2: Um, is very different to what he grew up with. Mm. And he's almost had to like learn that behavior and refine yeah. it. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's endlessly fascinating.
0: Well, we're all so. doing that all the time, like looking mm. at what we had and going, right, well that was brilliant. That wasn't, that less <laughs> yeah. so. I'm going to try not yeah. to do that. And then yeah. sometimes failing even in the things yeah. you try not to yeah. do. I think it's, so interesting mm. but also I loved what you said about the picking stuff up along the way as well. I think I don't know how of, like I often I think in conversation about food and eating mm. we can over romanticize this vision of you know, that we're all brought back to a feeling of home, or that we mm. all take notes from this idea of something that our grandmother cooked for yeah. a very long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. you know, and actually, for some people, it's going to be like, no, like, yeah. it's going to be the first time I put a potato waffle in the toaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and, and also, we I are hear, all changing. As, as it's soon that. as I
2: hear the clank of those turkey drummers going into, <laughs> into <laughs> an Don't oven tray... try I get a Proustian rush. No, but it's true. I think it's, I think it's absolutely true. And it's, yeah. and it's a really, really important point. And I think it's where kind of mainstream food media and food culture can feel like it. You know, people feel a bit sort of locked out of it yeah, in some yeah. ways. And if you didn't grow up with like great traditions mm-hmm. of like cooking, and I think also like, you know, generationally, in terms of like divisions of like household labour, right? Yeah. Like, I was I was very fortunate that like my mum is like seemingly superhuman and would like come home from work like working in the city. We live, like on the outskirts, like you know, extreme southeast London, mm-hmm. borders of Kent and like barely breaking stride like walk straight from the door like into the kitchen to like start <laughs> making us like dinner or Amazing. or there'd be things that she'd kind of prepared that we could heat up or she'd cook like batch yeah. cook before nice. there was really this word for batch cook and I'm quite fortunate in that way but I think so many people are the product of families where both parents worked and there wasn't a lot of time or there wasn't yeah, yeah. necessarily interest in kind of you know like maintaining those bonds of mm-hmm. kind of oh here's how you cook this recipe or whatever like these these convenience foods were like hugely liberating for like yeah. you know
0: so, so many yeah for especially so many, for like um, especially, and parents and especially, yeah, especially women especially mums trying, yeah. trying to work and do that yeah and, massively, yeah, yeah. yeah and oh god I think even now and even now they can be incredibly helpful but now sometimes there's like an extra coating of conflict and shame and yeah it's that requirement to be nailing it all mm. Is dialed up as high as it's ever been yeah. I like the idea that we're all in a constant state of flux, that we can reset those boundaries mm. more often than we probably feel like we can yeah. in terms of that, like yeah, separating yeah, work and home, or like reprioritizing more yeah. cooking, or then going well then there's going to be a month because i just got this job come up where I'm not going to be able to do that, yeah, so yeah, can yeah, I delegate that yeah. and if not, can I let go of any emotions about yeah, it, and just yeah. survive yeah. for those bits of stuff, like so interesting. Yeah. And then you'll talk to different people for different tips on how to do all those different things, yeah. and I love it. Mm. Um, lots of questions born out of that. I'm, I'm going to ask everyone, like, about eating growing up. It sounds like you had a superhuman mum.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But,
0: um, she, and she obviously instilled in you, like, a passion for eating, but, like, were you invited to, like, get behind the scenes in terms of cooking? And uh, did you have any agency over what yeah. you ate? Yeah,
2: well, well, there's kind of two sides to this. So... Yeah. So... I think there is a bit of a I've been speaking about this quite a bit because I wrote a book Mm. Settlers was about African diaspora culture in London and the UK and it's part memoir as well Mm. and so I was kind of like you know exploring all this like in terms of relationship to food relationship Mm. to cooking and there are obviously quite uh traditionally defined gender lines Mm -hmm. in or or not obviously but there are as I understood them like within my family like if there was like a Nigerian party like a function we'd arrive at a house be full of people noise and music and food and it was it was it became apparent that like say my female cousins like they would be expected to like yeah. and my female relatives would be expected to like go into the kitchen help yeah. get chopping do some right, like right. jobs or whatever whereas like we as like the male members of the family there was this sense that it wasn't really our domain and right, like, yeah 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 and that and, and like you know there's a kind of there's a gift and a curse to like having mm. such a very talented like cook as like a mum and such a yeah. like determined like strong-willed person because it was very much like she's so good and particularly at particularly when it came to um Nigerian mm-hmm. recipes she was so good at it that there was no it was like oh I'm not going to attempt to jollof rice yeah, like, because yeah. mum's is like much better I'm never going to touch her and I think also mm. there's an identity part of that as well yeah. like kind of like I think wrongly as it turned out, but when I was growing up, like all that kind, that world of kind of like African culture and speaking Yoruba, which is like the language that like you know like speak at home, and that kind of way of being and safeguarding that culture, that really felt like it belonged to that older generation because you were constantly felt like you were getting it wrong or right. oh you're British oh you're English or whatever oh, you're not really like you know there was that mm-hmm. kind of like tension and so I think that that was part of the distance as well and so when I did start cooking for myself like there's there's like really legendary in the family like uh <laughs> <laughs> moments where I was like I, I started using the toaster to like cook I put frozen burgers in the toaster like when I was really young because I was like oh here's the only thing that I can use or like at least pizzas. you did it when you were
0: really young like yeah, my, yeah, yeah. one of my granddads yeah. is famous in my family because he'd done nothing for himself <laughs> yeah, culinarily yeah, yeah, ever yeah, yeah. he I think his 70s and my and his wife passed away my dad yeah. caught him trying to fry a pork pie <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> This is just me here interrupting this podcast with Jimmy to share some of your best answers to my listener questions, which I put out on social media. If you don't know what I'm talking about and you've never feel like you've never been asked these questions, make sure you're following at The Hoovering Pod on Instagram and on Twitter, because that's where I ask them. And I love getting answers from you. I love it when you WhatsApp us, when you WhatsApp voice note us, I love it. Anyway, here are some of my favourite responses to the question, what have you ever eaten for Dare. First of all, we had a WhatsApp from Rika who says, I once downed the little bowl of soy sauce at a sushi restaurant. Even as a massive soy sauce lover, I must admit it was disgusting. But my friend did pay for the whole meal, so I'd still consider it a win overall. <laughs> Really, really, really enjoyed your your outing of your own priorities there, Rico. actually. I really enjoyed that. I have done a shot of soy sauce on the podcast, actually, in my episode with Celia Abbe. So uh, some business people uh, caught me doing it and gave me um, nasty looks. I didn't find it disgusting. I found it just the right amount of salt. <laughs> I find that says more about me. As much about me as it does about the business people. Next up, we got this message from Rhian. She says, I've got two stupid eating stories you might enjoy. I might, I did, and am, and do. Number one, a prox 14 years old, hanging out in parks after school. We thought it would be a good idea to do the Tesco Cola Challenge. You down a two litre bottle of cola, bracket 17p, as quickly as you can. If memory serves, I did it in about eleven minutes. Oh, can you hear me? My body's trying to have like um, the, a triggered response of burp. <laughs> My body's trying to burp as I tell the story. She said, "So, so sorry, I was get back to reading out." If memory serves, I did it in about eleven minutes, which actually sounds quite slow now, but it involved a lot of burping. <laughs> Terrible idea when the boy you fancy is there. Oh, yeah. Number two, age twenty-two. For a friend's birthday party, he wanted everyone to do an eating challenge. Is it still your friend? I chose 40 cocktail sausages. Also in the group, we had three whole chickens, 50 boiled eggs. Yeah, well, I hope the person they fancied wasn't there. A ton of grapes, a ton. Multiple packets of chocolate fingers. No, imagine the thirst. She goes on. Then it got weird. A whole packet of cream crackers. Several packs of chewing gum, oh, and flour straight out of the bag. Stupid and very disgusting, but alas, a fun day. (laughs) Not sure if alas is the right word there, I've enjoyed it. Particular highlights, she says, a full grape being vomited out of someone's nose and seeing what happens when you mix spoonfuls of flour with saliva. Oh, God. Oh God Absolutely brilliant eating dares Ryan. You've reminded me that when I was fourteen I did a dare to snort vodka and actually I was sort of expecting it to hurt and it didn't. It just tasted of vodka but nasally, it tasted a vodka and bogies. And I thought everything had gone fine till I began to cry cry vodka. And that did that did hurt actually for days. Should we get back into this lovely episode?
2: i tended to like be inspired by like tv chefs i was obsessed with like cooking tv shows and like you know as i got a little you know keith floyd and gary rhodes was a massive one i remember yeah like i I remember like when he passed away like one of the one of the things that I, i think maybe is like Un- underreported under reported or not documented as much is that he was that kind of precursor in many ways to like the Jamies and like yeah, even yeah, the sort yeah. of you know Nigellas to a degree, this kind of cool chef who had spiked up hair and jazzy trousers. <laughs> yeah, I think it like tells you how far you know we've how far yeah. we've come <laughs> in terms of what passed for cool. But but yeah, I think I think the things that I was trying to cook and the way that I was trying to kind of establish any sort of like mastery it was quite often Probably like English food that I was gravitating towards. Yeah. It was stuff that was outside of like my mum's mm. domain or like the family's. I'm always mindful that I don't want to make it sound like my mum only ever cooks like Nigerian food because she's mm. like a really good cook. She do spaghetti bolognese, yeah, she do yeah. kind of roasts, like everything. But I think that was quite.
0: But I understand the I idea that, that you're like, well, if that, if, if, yeah, if actually yeah. part of her identity yeah, is
2: that, how well she does yeah, that, yeah. that, it's
0: exactly why you wouldn't want to go. Yeah. Well, then I'm gonna.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. It, and
0: and it's a different yeah. thing. If like g- gender-wise, you're not then gone. Right, you need to learn how yeah, to do this. Yeah, exactly. Then actually, yeah. it feels a bit gatekept. Yeah, this-
2: there wasn't the onus. And I've, I've I wrote a piece for the Guardian a little while back about getting my mum to teach me oh, uh, nice. like Nigerian recipes. Like mm. it was it was in the midst of like lockdown, and it was doing it over zoom initially because I think I'm sure a lot of people had this as well as the kind of the trauma of that time mm-hmm. and what people were going through and the difficulty of being separated you realize oh my god like like so my mum at that point would look after our kids like every Tuesday yeah. and I'd come home and this kind of really ties in with the themes of um, where's home really like I always remember I'd like come home and I put my key in the door And my mum, it'd be like Grandma Tuesdays. And I'd go in and I could smell, Mm. you know, frying plantain. I could smell like jollof rice cooking. And it was kind of like... You know,
0: just the sort of that's giving me goosebumps. Yeah, but
2: genuinely. like you know, like inhabiting, I can hear my children, yeah. but it smells like the house that I grew up yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I can hear her in the kitchen. You know, three pots on the go at once. The sort of thwack of her wooden spoon on like the edge of the of the pa- of the of the pan. And so we lost all that. And so yeah. I was getting her to teach me those recipes. And in the piece that I wrote for the Guardian, I did kind of talk about the fact that you are or certainly we were and still are to a degree, these kind of little princelings that it's like... You know, and my wife would just be kind of appalled. Like when I'd go back home and like it's like I'd be normally this quite capable, hands on kind of parent and like all yeah. oh, good cook or whatever, you know, me and my brother, my siblings like go like walk over the threshold of my mum's house, and we're just these like grunting teenagers <laughs> that like just plonk on the sofa and are being like having trays of food brought over to us. And she was just like looking over, like absolutely aghast. Oh, and so dear. I think yeah. so I think there is an element of There was an element of like, there wasn't the same onus to like, you need to learn these recipes. You Mm. need to like, that has definitely, that has been built up in more and more in recent years by me kind of like asking mum, by her kind of, you know, actually deigning to write a few things down and share recipes and share tips. And, you know, I think so much of this as
0: well legacy and connection and all of that stuff and it is sometimes it's something like a pandemic yeah yeah oh no i want there to be i don't want your recipes to end when this relationship even goes on pause like
2: and that's especially stark when you know um my children are mixed heritage my wife's english it's already you know it's already removed in, Mm -hmm. in one sense like you know in terms of my my mum is that connector, not just through food, but through language, yeah, through music, yeah. through history, through talking about people to that part of me, that part mm-hmm. of my kids. And you just kind of get increasingly aware that you need to like foster those links. But I think what I really... Obviously, in, on Where's Home, really, in, in a lot of my work, I focus on the specific manifestations of this, whether it's, like, African diaspora culture or mm. whatever immigrant history people belong to or are talking about. But I think it's so universal. Like, no yeah. matter where you're from, like, whether it's, like, a local thing, whether it's, like, a regional thing or a way of speaking, a way of yeah. interacting, there are these things that can just get... Like, like if we're not careful, that can just get sanded away and kind of totally. can get lost and, you and then really, and you've got to yeah. kind
0: of it happens quite often doesn't it where you don't think about it your life's too full there are mm. other things that you're being you're doing ultimately to impress your parents yeah, but then yeah, there yeah. comes a time where suddenly it's like Ooh. yeah. and I think it's really normal as well for well certainly in my experience I've had power shifts in terms of cooking and eating yeah, and parents yeah, and stuff yeah. like my dad did all the cooking when I was a kid yeah. that I remember but my mum was amazing. working shifts as a nurse you know mm. night shifts and but also the kitchen was his place, and yeah. I now look back and go, well, she wasn't welcome in that space to cre- be creative. Yeah, that's right. for sure. Yeah, 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 and like, they broke up when I was eleven, and then suddenly I was like, my mum can cook.
2: Oh. <laughs> wow! And yeah, like now yeah. it's
0: her that like you made me think of. Then in the lockdowns, so we would we would sit on the phone. We're both too. <laughs> we did a bit of zooming, but yeah, we both yeah, like, yeah. we sit on the phone, flicking through recipes basically take turns to both do one that day and we'll pick one we'll both do and there's just a case of for sending a photo there's no great dissection of it but the idea that you know you're doing the same thing as her four and a half hours drive away somewhere else was Lovely, actually. Yeah. i really even acknowledged that that was something yeah. I'd done. Yeah that, you
2: were talking about yeah, that Yeah, there was a lot of that in my sort of various WhatsApp groups. And yeah, sharing, yes. just pictures of plates of food, like no yeah. real message, like all like you know. Yeah, yeah. Just, in <laughs> just the yeah. like yeah, this is messages of food. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I so yeah. In terms of to to go back to when I started to like really kind of cook in the kitchen. Mm attempt recipes and figure things out and it was a very kind of slow process. It'd be that thing of, you know, very basic like, you know, you'd make like a, a, a like tomato like pasta or like a bolognese yeah, type yeah. Thing. and you'd I'd, I, I always remember I'd start off like buy a sauce in a jar kind of thing but then you sort of it's almost like you kick the training wheels away mm-hmm. like bit by bit like you start yeah, kind yeah, of you yeah. know adding things to that sauce and then you think oh actually like oh maybe I'll just use tomato like you kind yeah, of yeah. I built it up in that way but it was really it was really the sort of like big bang of like the Jamie's and like the Nigerians and things like that and food TV. It was kind of, I think it was just like an extension of... Just like my laziness and how much I love just sitting in front of the TV and just watching endless TV. I love and so, it. and I really bonded throughout growing up and early 20s and stuff with friends. We'd be like eating our dinner while watching a food TV show. Nice. That kind of, you know, that sort of yeah, in yeah, stereo yeah. thing where you're like, oh, that looks it's nice. And you're meta, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, I, and so, yeah, that was it really. And it's just built and built from there. So, I was always, even before I wrote, restaurant reviews which has only been mm. like the last five years really and kind of it was working as a kind of broadcaster and going on things like master chef and yeah amazing hosting, like Where's home. really like i was a really passionate avid like home cook and yeah I yeah really sort of like loved it and and then on the other side of that i had this very food-centered nigerian culture that was kind of like Almost like fanatical about Mm -hmm. like, you know, like for all that we would, we would have, you know, things that you bunged in the freezer and convenience foods and yeah, potato waffles and things like that. Probably like my mum just kind of relenting, like we're like begging for these like potato smileys and whatever else. Yeah. But there's a real... And partly it's my mum's character, but I see it as more of a broader cultural thing where... And I was talking about this recently, like, at at an event, but the notion of, like, a cold... Like, something cold is just, like... My mum just does not recognise it as food. That's so funny. a sandwich or whatever. Uh, Like, yeah, yeah. she's just like, are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) Like... like all cultures I, I i i've definitely seen people bristle in the past not bristle but be a <laughs> bit like when when people from ethnic minorities a lot of the time or like immigrant communities talk about oh how food centered and it's all yeah, about yeah. food that applies to like a lot of like yeah. different cultures but it really clarified it for me like i was going to like t- my mum was going to America I think to visit some relatives and I was taking her to the airport and me and my brother arrive and she's already late, she's barely packed, yeah. there's a of stuff everywhere she's kind of going out of her mind and then I'm like mum what's that and she's like oh, I'm just cooking some like you know I'm just like frying up some like eggs and like doing a quick sort of stew and and I'm like,
0: mum, like... To take to the end Yeah, yeah, and I was like, why don't we just grab
2: something when we're there? But she just couldn't countenance. And not, I just I didn't
0: want a Yeah, friend. yeah. And that want... was
2: like, I thought, in the nicest possible way, this is kind of mania, but yeah.
0: it's, it's
2: something that I really recognise and feel... Is and respect. Really, and respect. It's <laughs> yeah. really, really integral to yep. Nigerian culture in particular, West African culture yeah. broadly. And I remember all those... All those big sort of hall parties we'd call them, like you know, you hire out a community centre, or it just being someone's house, like full of people. And you know, I remember the 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 scale of it, the size of the pans, Mm. the um, the jollof rice or the fried rice would be in you know those big sort of. Like slightly eighties call cool boxes, yeah yeah, like, yeah, 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 Like they'd be like scuffed ones. My of son those. got invited to yeah. a, a,
0: a kids' party Amazing. recently, yeah, where yeah, yeah. that was what was yeah, spread out food yeah, wise. Yeah, yeah. It it's the best time I've <laughs> ever had a yeah, kids' party yeah. in my life. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I loved it that the kids were expected yeah, to eat that. There was yeah, no yeah. yeah. It was that robust. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. no no there was no yeah, crap. Yeah, there was there yeah, were some yeah. sweets inside a pinata for them yeah, to kick oh, the oh, shit oh, out of. Yeah. Like there were a lot of cultural <laughs> mixture of things yeah, going yeah, on, yeah. but food wise, yeah, it yeah. was just this insane spread and exactly that. Mm, like yeah, about two different rises in corbors. Cool oh my yeah, god, it was and, so good. And
2: I just really remember. It's probably less so now. I feel like maybe there's more drinking that goes on within. Nigerian parties now, (laughs) but maybe it always was happening. I just wasn't as aware of it. But I really remember it not really being about drinking, Mm -hmm. it's all about food. Everyone's there for the food, and yeah, like my mum does you know an insane amount of food for like our kids' parties and stuff. And it is that funny thing where you know parents parents arrive to like pick up or drop off and they're like oh I might just hang around actually yeah. so, is, your mum, uh, is your mum doing the food like I'm sure I've, I'm like have you even got a child here you've just come from like next door like,
0: genuinely this party I don't know I don't think the parents will listen to this but we never know when the party first came up that it was like started at two pick up at half six or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and it said cannot drop off and pick up my first thought was, you fuckers, <laughs> fuck you. It was like, there were two themes. Yeah, there was like yeah. basketball theme oh, and science wow. theme. was all this stuff. Oh and I was like,
2: oh, i god, got to
0: stay. Yeah, Is yeah, that yeah,
2: my yeah, weekend?
0: Yeah, yeah, Five yeah. hours. <laughs> and then I got there, saw the food and was like, everything's going to be fine. Yeah, everything's yeah, going to be yeah. fine. And there was yeah. a bar. Quick fire questions. Ever eaten anything that you found in a drawer? Ooh.
2: Probably, but yeah. it was probably a... I've got visions of, like, old sort of, like, drumstick lolly from, like, a child's nice. party bag or... Lovely. You know, a breakaway or a rocky caramel love bar.
0: Love it. Love and, these things that are cropping
2: up. Uh, and I've got to say, one of the real lasting memories of writing my book mm. was when I'd be like working late into the night and I'd just be so desperate for like sugar or something to keep me yeah, yeah. going that I'm kind of rooting around the old sort of like Halloween like sweets and yeah. stuff and like finding like a half squashed like Kit Kat or something. Yeah. So yeah, no, that is probably what I've what I've eaten
0: in a drawer. Nothing loose, I don't think. Nothing loose. It's <laughs> good that's a good <laughs> Just rolling around. I live with my girlfriend and my son and who both I can leave sweet things for mm. months. I Sausage rolls, they're not going to last beyond five minutes after you've left. But the sugary stuff, I don't care about. Whereas with them, that's the thing that vanishes. So I know if there's something in the house that I've bought because I actually want to eat it, I need to hide it. And um, then upstairs, in a bedroom drawer, I'm going to keep it vague (laughs) because I want to eat it. There are some Reese's... Easter eggs from last oh, Easter wow. and we're recording this yeah, yeah. in November. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just still don't want to... Sh- Maybe yeah, that I'm yeah, an only yeah. child yeah. and that is part of me. Right, it's like, yes. Not every item I've bought is to share yeah, and I yeah, think that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Last thing you got to take home in a doggy bag from a restaurant or a party.
2: Ooh. I was at an awards... Uh, the the food was amazing It's done by a a chef called Adejoke Bakare who's got a Mm. restaurant called Chishiru an amazing West African restaurant I've
0: been reading about this on the
2: Instagram it was in Brixton, now it's in Fitzrovia she's a fantastic chef, she did the canapes at this awards do which is the Be Inclusive Hospitality Spotlight Awards amazing I won Writer of the Year. Come on! thank you. there. The podcast there. just won a big it prize. It did, yeah. The British yeah. Podcast Awards. Come I'm on! A bit greedy, yeah, it's thank you. But anyway, out. my mum met Jocker, who's Nigerian as well, and I really wanted them to meet, mm. and it was beautiful, and they were talking to each other in Yoruba, and they were hugging, embracing like old sort of long-lost relatives, oh. and my mum was lamenting the fact she hadn't brought her Tupperware to okay. like take away. <laughs> Some of the best ah, things. Ah. And then jockette emerged from the kitchen with a foil wrapped yes. uh package from my mum, which was Yay. just which was just peak sort of, I don't know, Nigerian auntie. Uh I love and it. just yeah, made me yeah, it was Come so on. heartwarming. And so yeah, it wasn't actually me, but that, counts. that, that was a very good doggy bag from oh. an
0: awards or a party. Ready for a gross one? Yeah, go on. Liquidized mixed grill or solidified morning breath. <laughs> Oh
2: wow! Sorry. I think it's got to be liquidized mixed
0: grill. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think it's got to be. You know. I think you know. It's yeah.
0: got to be, isn't it? Mm. Even if it was your own morning breath. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: I'm just imagining a sort of lolly <laughs> that's like got kind of oh, caramel swirl. Lolly
0: form. Yeah. That would yeah. be how to do it, yeah. wouldn't it? In a sort of wizard's yeah.
2: book. Yeah, big yeah. time.
0: Weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Because I imagine you get to try some bizarre, mm. bizarre. I say that, I mean, one person's bizarre is one person's steak. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's a good point. To I, your palate. The eating of insects.
2: Okay. Uh, in kind of, you know, quite high-end restaurants. There's yeah. a restaurant that they've actually just closed, sadly, but they're doing some a series of, like, collaboration dinners and stuff. They're called Native. And the chef, Ivan is uh, from Blackheath. He's okay. from nearby, oh, wow. local okay. boy. Really talented chef. And their whole ethos, they got a lot of kind of <laughs> sort of tabloid attention. Okay. Because they did a, I think they did a squirrel lasagna and they do a lot with like invasive species yeah. and things that are sustainable and native oh, to our borders. It's really thing. cool. Yeah. And yeah, I had some, I had some ants, at yeah. some like Kentish like ants at their place. I don't know why it matters that they were in Kent. I mean, they I could like, have even been going to locally yeah, source yeah, that yeah yeah have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. got yeah. such short a,
0: legs, yeah yeah. Yeah. It's
2: a, yeah this is an intensive ant farm yeah, but yeah and yeah so I've had those and I've had like you know uh crickets like grasshoppers and nice. things like that um, but yeah the ants were all right it Sounds was quite nice. weird yeah. they're like citrusy it's like little sherbet little zap of citrus Yeah, I'd oh, go
0: there 100% mm. and,
2: so, and they were on like a sort of lovely little pudding thing yeah, it was really Ooh, okay. nice yeah. I guess it's weird to other people but it wasn't that straight and right yeah I was quite into it now it's
0: time for the Big men someone drops a penny off the Empire State Building and actually, because it only weighs a few grams, it can't kill anyone, but it does make a small tear in the time and space as we know it, through which terrible smell leaks through, which infects anyone who sniffs it with a new sort of catch-all disease called bastardness. And it's an apocalypse. Luckily though, all of this has agreed to have never happened, but only if you, and it does have to be you, Jimmy agree to put a baby grow on every single cat in Greece, all the while singing the score to the new musical of The Time Traveller's Wife so your mouth is too busy for snacks. It's sounds impossible but you do it you're a hero you get down in history as a man who saved us all from the penny of the empire state building space-time continuum bastardness apocalypse and your reward is the adulation of all people for all time you've gone down in history as a god but your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams now this is the opposite of a last meal because you couldn't be happier and you right, couldn't be hungry right. that was knackering right, doing okay. that you've done oh, well. all of that cat dressing mm. you were singing the whole time so no one could give you no sustenance <laughs> you are flipping starving <laughs> um, and you're over the moon yeah because you've just yeah, nailed it yeah, you've yeah. saved yeah. us all yeah yeah as if you had not already achieved yeah. enough now this yeah so um in that situation the happiest and the hungriest you could ever imagine being what would you eat and what would you drink <laughs> also i should say i'm aware this is only your answer now and had i asked you you know, even in half an hour, it could be
2: different. Yeah, that's true. What in this like moment, yeah. as you were talking, I was thinking of the quintessential uh, British canteen combo mm. that would probably make uh, Italian nonna absolutely weep. <laughs> it's lasagna and chips. Yes, lasagna yes! and chips. You know, when you're really hungry oh, and you yeah. need comfort and you need stodge and you kind of need to be reminded of those times when you were kind of, yeah, just kind of Shuffling in a kind of canteen or yeah. a cafeteria with a tray. That's a up. really amazing, like unbelievably yeah. high level, beautifully made lasagna mm. and then perfect Not squirrels. Not squirrel lasagna. Just a, although, just a trad look, lasagna I'm starving. Who cares? Yeah. So yeah, I think that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So yeah, beige on beige and then I yes. probably I probably would have What I mean, sort of
0: chips, because it's a fantasy situation. Going chippy shop, going crispy fries, going oven, curly. Do you, you know, know what, happening? I
2: think for Macadese. I think for authenticity it probably it probably does need to be some sort of you know Bog standard school canteen. School canteen. Deep fried, but still slightly floppy. Yeah, yeah. A lot kind, of um, Kind of a slightly unnatural yellow, yeah. like yeah, like a weird sort of glow almost to them. Neon. Uh, <laughs> almost neon. Almost <laughs> neon. Yeah, I think it has to be those. Surprise! Yeah. There
0: isn't a shade of Faro and ball Yeah, called yeah, yeah School canteen.
2: Yeah, yeah. canteen almost chip. neon chip. Yeah, yeah. Canteen chip. Um, yeah, so I think it would have to be that. Yeah. Like, not, not even. Not even, the plate not even sullied or yeah. disturbed by any sort of greenery or nutrients, just kind of, yeah. just, yeah, beige on beige. Yeah. And then, yeah, i probably have, um, I did just do a marathon in Berlin. Oh, wow. Um, after that, I had an amazing, massive stein of... German beer.
0: Oh, yummy! So I
2: think that would be That's it. I think I've just got like a sense That's a memory good, of like, I'm If you're really exhausted and thirsty, yeah. you're really hungry and you're really thirsty. You've got a sense of achievement. Yeah, you've got a sense of kind of triumph. Um You want to burp lots. Yes. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> yeah, heaven. Yeah, sounds so nice. I think that'll the be it. I can see yeah. it already. Like two handles see.
0: on that beer, almost.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's practically a trophy. I can see the chill; it's chilled <laughs> yeah. in advance. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Oh, I'm loving too.
0: it. What a gorgeous yeah. answer! Thank you so much for doing no my series podcast. At all. Thank you very much. I look for forward to me. listening to series two of yours. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks, thanks for having me.
0: Hovering
2: podcast.
0: What a mesmeric and fascinating and lovely conversation. What a blooming treat this podcast is to do sometimes, lads. Get on to Jimmy's brilliant prize-winning podcast, Where's Home Really, for more like this conversationally. He's a lovely interviewer and he has some extraordinary conversations on there. He's also on Instagram, at Jim Famished, where there are also links to his book and um, live dates as part of book tours, all sorts of stuff. Follow him, follow his work. And Ed the Baker. Holy fuck, what a find. Absolute game changer for me. He's won loads of awards, Great Taste Awards, Mayor of Lewisham Business Awards, all sorts. Steph later said the vegan sausage rolls were the nicest sausage rolls she's ever had in her life. And she's not a child. She's she's 36. She's had so many sausages. Anyway, what I'm saying is it was every mouthful was a beautiful revelation. The Marmite bread. Oh, my god actually I mean this isn't an ad by the way I'm just fully full face head and heels over in love now that I've found him things are really great I found my person <laughs> in baking, baked goods terms don't forget to um, look up my tour show Metal and come and see it it starts at the beginning of 2024 and I almost certainly will be coming to somewhere near you Yee- join my mailing list while you're at it if you want please thank you okay thanks follow us on social media at the hoovering pod i'm on at jessica FosterQ. send us voice notes pictures whatsapps to 07462855271 email us the hoovering pod at gmail.com I'll be storing all your beautiful offerings up and discussing them in future episodes. Keep an eye on our social media for any specific questions and topics that we'll be asking you to contact us about. Links to everything interesting mentioned today are, as ever, in the podcast notes. Hoovering is presented and created by me, Jessica Foster-Q. The music is by Jake Yap and it was produced by Laura Grimshaw. Until in two weeks, happy Hoovering. Ooh.